This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I am sitting here in my home with an awesome dude named Tony Thaxton. Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on on the awesome? Yeah. Yeah. But you're giving me way too much of a build-up already. Okay, okay. What, What should I say instead of awesome? Just, you could just you could just guy. Just, just <laughs> I'm sitting it. in my in my home with a guy. He's named Tony. How is that? Hello, that's much better. Hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, so, uh, Tony guy, guy Tony. Uh, can you tell the people listening a little bit about uh, who you are? Uh, I'm a guy. My name is Tony Paxton. Um, I for a long time was a drummer in the band Motion City Soundtrack. That's what. Uh, Anyone that would actually know who I am knows me from, <laughs> and uh, basically uh, did that up until last year, and uh, now I'm figuring life out, basically. Yeah. You've been busy <laughs> with your figuring it out. You've been doing a lot, right? Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, having, uh, having, uh, trying to, you know, have some fun and, and just try different things, and yeah. hopefully see, like, let's just have fun and try to make Maybe something will catch. Cool, you know, cool. Yeah, so you, yeah. you're doing your own podcast, the Fleece Navi Pod. Yes, my year-round Christmas-themed podcast <laughs> with my dog. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I've been doing started that about almost a year ago. And uh, it's it's getting back to the appropriate time almost now, yeah, so it's yeah. getting a little more exciting again. <laughs> you don't do anti-Christmas episodes during the Christmas season, do you? No, no. You fully revel in Christmas. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, you know, I, it's it's been tough because like, at first, I was like, "Should I? Uh, should I really do it all the time?" And I was like, and "I was like, yeah." There's tons of like, there's so much, so many Christmas movies and songs, yeah. and just everybody has Christmas stories. And I was like, "So this is great," but it is kind of already getting hard to like, because <laughs> like, I feel like I've I really got to start digging deeper to like find the like weird obscure stuff. Yeah, the weird obscure Christmas stuff. Yeah, I suppose it's weird. I'm I. I did your podcast, obviously. You know that a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. The people listening don't. Uh, maybe they do. Um, but it was weird for me to know, like, how much have you already talked about all the Christmas stuff? Uh, I mean, do you ever have, like, a guest come in and, like, really want to talk about It's a Wonderful Life? And you're just like, oh, f- I want to shoot myself. I've talked about that movie no, so much. No, actually, I don't even know that we have talked about that. I think, like, some of, like, the really, like, classic that like yeah. obvious ones like especially if they're older like that yeah we haven't really got into much and honestly as much as i love christmas i do this never seen it wow really yeah. and it's yeah i mean it's weird that it's a christmas classic because it's just jimmy stewart has a depressing life for two hours <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then it, there's some christmas stuff at the end uh so yeah weird but yeah anyway. there, there's definitely that one doesn't come up but definitely you know uh, everyone, especially because you, you've been in the room we recorded there, I have all the toys and stuff, and yeah. everyone, I, people see all the Muppet toys and stuff, and they always want to go to Muppet Christmas Carol, that ends up doing, <laughs> that, that's the big one. Seems like Muppet Christmas Carol and, uh, Wonderful Christmas Time, the McCartney song, always, like, that, that's like a polarizing song, people seem to love it or hate it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of out there on its own, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, it doesn't have contemporaries, really, does it? Uh no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's it's I and I kind of have like both sides with that song. Like I always like I'm like God, like how did the same guy that wrote Eleanor Rigby and all these <laughs> other great classic songs yeah. write that song? But then I hear it, I'm like, 
It kind of makes me happy when I hear it. <laughs> that sounds like Paul McCartney. I'm not sure how you did this, but you make me happy. Uh, and you alluded to uh, your obsession that we're going to talk about, which is not necessarily uh, the Muppets, but Jim Henson himself. Yes. Awesome. So when when I contact people about being unobsessed, I always ask them what their obsession would be. And you said Jim Henson is opposed to Muppets. So what was the distinction for you? Uh, well, you know, obviously they're they're kind of hand in hand, but... Yeah. Um, I just think, like, he's probably, even though, like, I've never, you know, obviously everybody thinks of him and they think of being a puppeteer and everything, but, like, with the exception of, like, I've never, like, gotten into puppeteering or anything, (laughs) like, I I just, he's probably, like, the closest thing to, like, an idol that I have. I just think he, I just grew up loving everything that, you know, I loved Sesame Street, I loved The Muppet Show, I watched a lot of Fraggle Rock. All those things in, you know, and then Dark Crystal and Labyrinth and all that stuff, like, I just grew up loving. And just on top of just loving the body of work that he did, it just seemed like he was just a cool guy that just wanted to do good. Yeah. And, like, how do you not admire that? Right. So have you you read biographies of him? I have. There's the one that just came out not even a year ago. And, uh, cause that, that's like the only, there's weirdly not like, there's really only kind of like the one that oh, okay. just came out not that long ago. I think there's like smaller things, but this is like the first one that's really been kind of like the family stood behind it. I think okay. it's, it's still not even like totally official or authorized, I don't think, but they're, you know. They decided not to fight it. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they, I think they were involved and, and did help a little okay. bit and everything. But, um, yeah, it's. And it's great. It's a great story. And, uh, yeah, just, like, such an admirable guy. And cool. It's, uh, it's, it's a tough read towards the end. Yeah. Not, not gonna lie. There was <laughs> a lot of tears at the end. <laughs> uh, just about his death or about his uh, mood before his death? or uh, No, pretty much just, like, uh, about the, the death and, and everything. Beyond, like, the, the, those moments leading up to his death. I don't know if I'm jumping too far no, ahead no, no, already, no, but um, you know, just down to things like he just he never wanted to bother anyone, yeah. and he was super sick, and just didn't want to bother anyone with it. And I guess he and his wife never they had separated, but they never actually got divorced. Right. It seemed like he got a nice man divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, so, but I guess, like, but they still stayed friends and everything, and I guess she came over to see him, and I guess eventually, finally got him to admit, like, how sick he was, and he was like, okay, yeah, I should, I should go to the hospital. And just, I guess, supposedly, he was driven to the hospital by a a car service or something like that, and, like, the, the guy actually, like, took him to the wrong entrance from the hospital where he was supposed to go. And instead of saying anything, he just walked around like, super sick because he didn't want to bother the guy. Wow. That's amazing to think how far he got in the entertainment industry <laughs> without wanting to bother people. I mean, right. that's that's a kind of a tribute to his talent that he was just so talented yeah. that to let people just discover it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, wow. That's awesome. Um, so... Uh, obviously, you've thought about his his death. <laughs> we'll talk about some more upbeat things as well. Yes. Uh, 
So with the Muppet connection, do you have a favorite Muppet? Well, you know, as a drummer, <laughs> I feel like, you know, it has to be Animal. There, it, it is hard to pick a favorite, but, you know, I feel like that's the... Uh, that's the answer I gotta go with. And did did you like uh, Animal long before you became a drummer? Uh, no, like th- that's drums are kind of the same thing as the Muppets for me. Where I just there wasn't really a time in my life when that wasn't around. Okay, cool. Because my dad plays drums, right? And so I just grew up around it and like always had you know a little drum set when I was little and I just <laughs> beat on it, not knowing what I was doing. And just over time, it started to just make sense to me and yeah yeah so i think that you know that that uh fellow drummer connection thing yeah it's like i feel like i always do that with with things because you know as we've talked we're both big star wars nerds too yeah. and like even even though there's never like a drummer character anytime there was like a band in the star wars movie that was always like the coolest <laughs> thing to even though it's kind of dumb but it's uh, no, it, yeah the jizz whaling band and <laughs> the cantina are great unfortunate name for their musical <laughs> no, I style i always but, forget about that i don't yeah. know how i forget about that well, disney's gonna wipe that away i'm sure <laughs> disney's gonna wipe away the jizz from star wars uh yeah animal was amazing to me because uh, my father played the drums as well and he actually, for a time, uh, he played in, in like, uh, northern Minnesota at, like, little resorts and clubs. Okay. And somebody gave him, in the, the late 70s, early 80s, a Muppet doll, uh-huh. a stuffed animal of, of animal, uh, and he strapped it to his bass drum. Nice. So that was always sort of an image to me, right. I think, that made me want to play the drums, not only, like, my dad's connection to animal, but also just that idea that... Oh, drums are an excuse to spaz out. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone will find it charming <laughs> and cool. For sure. If you have a fit and you're playing drums. Yeah. And they're they're great for yeah, if you're having a bad day and yep. you just want to beat the shit out of something. <laughs> it's great. And I found that it uh since I have not been touring and I'm not playing as regularly as I was, I found that I kinda like get angry a little more than I used to. <laughs> and like, maybe I need to be playing more yeah. than I am. Do you yeah. have, have you found an outlet for that? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to try and play a little more. Um, yeah, I just really need to make myself and one just be to like stay in shape with it. Cause yeah. you know, it's such a physical thing and it's, it's easy to, to fall out of shape with yeah. it. And, uh, yeah, I just need to do that. I just felt like I needed almost a complete break for a little bit. That but makes I'm, sense. I'm starting to get urges again. <laughs> the animal urges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Do you have a least favorite Muppet? <sighs> yeah. Wow. I I mean, if I you know if I had to pick one, and it's this is going to be a very unpopular answer. Awesome. I'm not really big on Miss Piggy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, I I I understand. I can understand that. Uh, is it? Just as a character, you don't find her as charming. The shtick gets old. Oh, I just I hate women. That's what I <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. That's a joke. Uh, <laughs> no, I just I don't know. She's always just kind of irritated me a little bit. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I don't know. like I I think maybe I don't, maybe I'm like imagining. If if she were actually real and having to hang out with that or something, yeah, it'd like, be just a little too much. I mean, is somebody? I mean, I've done a lot of like traditional theater, mm. um, and I feel like in a lot of ways, Miss Piggy is sort of she's a parody of old movie stars, but also I think a parody of that sort of like very 
classic diva yeah. of backstage needs everything exactly the way she needs it to be. Yeah. And it is one of those things like, oh, that's so funny and charming to watch, but actual hell on earth <laughs> when you encounter it in reality. Yeah. Like, like Gonzo, if that was a real guy, you'd be like, eh, he's annoying, he's dangerous, but he'd be kind of charming to be around <laughs> yeah. and to get some stories out of it. But real sure. life Miss Piggy is just hell on fucking earth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gonzo's like your your quirky, weird buddy that, you know, you have fun with. And then when he's not around, you're like, Jesus. It's his deal. <laughs> yeah, but Miss Piggy. Just hell on earth. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 I do research by uh, looking at Wikipedia. So I read Jim Henson's Wikipedia page, uh-huh. which is pretty good. Um, and on the Wikipedia page, it claimed that Henson said, Kermit allows me to say things I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that something that, in a quote that you've encountered in other Henson biographies, uh, or is Wikipedia full of shit? <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound not familiar, <laughs> but that's not one of the ones that like has like stood out to me. That was a but, but great I, political I, answer. <laughs> but uh, I also have this thing now that uh, we all get where I'm getting old, and I feel like <laughs> knowledge does not stay with me like it used to, okay. and it's especially books, even though I loved that biography and there's tons that did stand out to me. When I read stuff, like as soon as I'm done with a book these days, <laughs> I do not remember anything. From you just it. eject data. Yeah. <laughs> Make room for it. <laughs> it really is not an enjoyable uh, quality that I've <laughs> developed. Uh, the thing that grabbed me about that quote is that on one, uh, from one perspective, it makes perfect sense of like, yeah, Kermit's a little edgy and cranky and, Henson was clearly did not want to express those things. Yeah. But when you think of a character who's going to be a mouthpiece for all the vile things you can't say, Kermit is like pretty nice. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's not that hardcore. So which made me think of, can you imagine like a circumstance in which Kermit would actually drop the F-bomb? Like what would have to happen <laughs> in Muppet World for Kermit to truly go ballistic? I mean, if he doesn't do it to Piggy... <laughs> I don't know. He might not have that point. Uh, well, on that note, I, I heard uh, a few months ago, uh, Brian Henson was on uh, Nerdist. Oh, cool. And because uh, the Henson Company now does this show that I've, I've been to, and it's great. They do it at Largo sometimes called uh, Puppet Up. It's called like Stuffed and Unstrung or something okay. like that. And uh, it's sort of, they kind of... They, they, they branded under Henson Alternative because it's kind of like aimed more at adults. A little edgy. Yeah, and they will swear and okay. everything in it. And um, so they were talking about doing that, and he was asking if, if uh, Chris was asking Brian if that was like a, a difficult thing, like a, if people had a hard time. Like, yeah. Well, they, you shouldn't do that with it. And um, he was just explaining that, you know, everybody thinks of, of his dad being like this like wholesome like clean guy and everything yeah. and he was just talking about when a lot of times when they were like working on those characters and like behind the scenes that is what they would do like they would <laughs> j- get kind of like dirty and and just you know fuck with each other basically nice. i guess and and then that was kind of like how they developed the characters in a way and uh and then you know obviously then figure out ways to clean that up and but just like take elements from that I guess. To, right, right. To put know. the the fuck in the subtext of what Kermit right. is saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because his his little downturn mouth certainly does look like <laughs> fuck my life. Yeah. <laughs> uh do you think the Rainbow Connection is a good song? Yes. 
I absolutely do. Okay. I'm guessing by your question that you do not. I think it is an odd song. I don't know how to make sense of it as a song. I, I, I don't disagree there. <laughs> but that, I think that's a big thing is I'm, I've talked about this a lot. This comes up a lot on my podcast. Okay. Uh, that I'm not really a lyric guy. Okay. Like, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a melody. Okay. And, um, and yeah, like, I, I just, like, words just, like, just go through me or something. And, like, it, sometimes it's, like, years and years later where, like, I'll hear a line that I've even, like, knew what the line was. Right. But just for some reason never really thought about it. Just the reality of it suddenly yeah. hits you. Yeah. And I, I think I did actually have that moment recently with that song. Yeah. Kind of what you're saying. I think it is one of the, the like, biggest divides between melody and lyric <laughs> that I can think of. Where the melody is, like, haunting and sad and hopeful and, you know, beautiful and successful and everything it's trying to convey. And then you just assume that the lyrics match <laughs> all of the moods and ideas of that melody. Right. Uh, and then when you strip them away, I have a friend who does this as a comedy bit where he just says the lyrics as though he is losing his mind. And it is just like, it's the ramblings of a lunatic. Well, it probably was. Paul Williams was probably on all of the drugs at that point. (laughs) So, you know. Do you think there's any element where Henson thought it was a little insane, like the lyrics were insane, and he wanted it to be that? Or did he just... I don't know. Run with it. I I feel like he, he seemed like he was like such a, like artist and like creative guy that i feel like uh, well and i actually have heard paul williams kind of talk about this i think where i think jim henson just kind of let him do he's like we want songs and i think maybe he like <laughs> told him like maybe what scene like songs were gonna be right. for and everything but i think he kind of just let him do his thing again some of these things i could totally be screwing up this information but to the best of my knowledge that i can remember yeah i'm not gonna be updating the jim henson wiki page based on anything you say here but yeah i like the idea that maybe he was aware that it's a little insane which makes sense i guess yeah uh, for the kind of artist he was where he's working hard putting all this stuff out there and just kind of hoping that without bothering anyone it would become a thing that yeah. is well i mean he's insane he, yeah well he did some insane thing like dark crystal is yeah bananas and, uh, like, that movie just looks incredible. It's yeah. so cool. And But apparently the uh, his, like, original way he wanted to do it, he didn't want English in it. Wow. Like, he just wanted it to be all some weird, like... like yeah, just, like, weird languages and noises and just... Um, yeah, he didn't apparently want any of the characters to really speak English. <laughs> and I guess someone stepped in and was like, yeah, yeah, let me, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, under- I mean, Star Wars got away with a surprising amount of other languages. Yeah. Uh, woven into the sort of the tapestry of the thing. And certainly a lot of Muppets are not, they're verbal, but they're not saying <laughs> <laughs> words we recognize. Right. So yeah, on the one hand, it's totally insane, but then like, yeah. You had some examples where you got away with that. Uh, yeah. Another Wikipedia quote that I loved was about uh, the coffee commercials that he made with uh-huh. the Muppets early on, uh, where it said that the advertisers were very happy because he was able to do a lot of violence with the Muppets, and they liked <laughs> the idea of violent coffee commercials. <laughs> and there's some quote that said, like, uh, the Muppets allowed his coffee commercials to be violent. <laughs> Uh, fun words, all strung together in a way I didn't expect. Yeah. Uh, 
But do you think there is... I, I hadn't really thought about it that way, but there is a lot of violence. It's yeah, very cartoon and, Warner Brothers violence, yeah. but still... Yeah, no, they're yeah, super violent. Those, those in particular, I don't know if you've ever actually seen them. Uh, yeah, I've seen a couple of them, yeah. and then I went and watched a couple of ones that the Wikipedia were talking about. Yeah. We're just like, buy our coffee or bang! Yeah, <laughs> there's so many explosions and gunshots. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's just so over the top that, like, obviously it was, you know, a different time back then. Yeah. People, I guess, I don't know, people weren't as sensitive as they are now. Well, I guess things weren't the way they are yeah. in general with, you know, those kind of things. But, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I think there's another quote from him saying something about, like, I forget exactly how it goes, but something about he admitted, is like, yeah, the, they always ended, either somebody explodes or <laughs> I forget what the other part is. And he made, like, 200 of them, so yeah. it's just, like, he basically made faces of death with Muppets yeah. to advertise coffee. Yeah, or somebody would get eaten, I think. It was like, somebody explodes or somebody gets eaten. Or, yeah. yeah. So do you think that that it was just a natural, like, him having a sense of humor and going for something sort of like big and absurd or do you think that that was an expression of some sort of internal like i'm getting something out of my system by having these cute little creatures do yeah, violent things i don't know i never really thought about that i mean i i initially wanted to say yeah i feel like you know he just thought it was funny and just <laughs> absurd and going that route but i mean you know Seems like he was a very calm guy, and now so maybe that is how he got it out. I it's really got to go somewhere, yeah. yeah. But I think it did continue into the Muppets, certainly. I mean, yeah. I mean, Gonzo is kind of like the coffee commercial of yeah. the Muppets, right? Right. All of the violence. And, and there was the Crazy Harry. Was crazy Harry, yeah, yeah, yeah. Night. And he's yeah. literally blowing shit up all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's his only purpose. <laughs> this is so funny to me. Uh how old were you when you connected Sesame Street to Muppets? Did you already always kind of know that they were connected? Uh, well, back then, yeah, because there was, you know, Kermit was in both yeah. back then. So, like, I guess, yeah, I kind of just all thought was the same. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, I like, I've, I feel like I was a weird kid with a lot of, <laughs> like, knew a lot of stuff of, that, like, normal kids at that age wouldn't or maybe i don't know maybe i'm wrong but just i feel like in talking to a lot of like friends of mine like why do you why do you know that or why did you know that <laughs> just because like, i remember like i feel like even i loved the muppets and sesame street and all that but i also like i did i knew who jim henson was and i knew stuff about him and okay and, you know and then things like <laughs> like even like lots about johnny carson and like, <laughs> things like that like i like knew a lot of that stuff and like would watch you know if my parents would let me stay up late i would watch johnny carson with them and awesome. things like that that's off tr but just to fit no, in with what i'm trying to say but yeah. you so you you had a natural propensity to want to see behind the scenes yeah yeah because i think some people are like i don't especially when they're young like i don't want to know yeah, that Mark Hamill's Luke Skywalker weird. Right, another people. Oh like, yeah, right. I, I had yeah. There was a. I still I think at my parents' house somewhere I have a VHS tape of a uh, behind the scenes Return of the Jedi special <laughs> that was on TV, and I think it's actually when they've put out the Blu-rays. I think they finally put that on the Blu-ray. Oh cool! And I was really excited. So like, oh man, I haven't seen this in years. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, so, did you enjoy Sesame Street? Yeah. For sure. I uh, Actually, I have a memory of uh, when I started kindergarten. I can vaguely remember, you know, that being that, like, big new thing, obviously, and then, like, knowing I was going to be gone. And I remember, like, being concerned that I wasn't going to be able to still watch Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, I remember I, I, I was able to at least see some of it when I got home still. <laughs> uh, I remember getting annoyed that I had to had to wait through the real humans for the Muppets to come back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> did you feel that way or did you uh, have actual patience? I think I was fairly patient. I think I, I was... I don't. A lot of times, I feel like I was more that way with like some of the like the animated stuff. Yeah. Some of that didn't always necessarily do much for me. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that there. Every once in a while, they'd have these sort of like almost cinema verite sounds pompous, but like you know, <laughs> they'd have the the humans wander around Sesame Street, then they'd have the Muppets, and they'd have the animation, and every once in a while, they'd have a video of like this is what life is really like when people go shopping at, <laughs> you know. A vegetable store in New York, and it's like I don't want to see real life. Yeah. I don't know. I was like four years old. And I was already like, "Don't show me reality." Yeah, for sure. I don't want to see that. <laughs> That's not why you're watching it. Get back to the Muppets who live together and pull each other's facial features off. That's what I'm all about. Do you remember actually learning anything from the Muppets on Sesame Street? I can't. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm sure I did, but I don't have like a specific memory of it. Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking about when I was putting uh putting this together and, and reading on Wikipedia of like oh I think of Jim Henson as this great educator, mm-hmm. um especially with Sesame Street and then like I can't I guess be nice I guess yeah I did <laughs> I learned don't be an asshole right right from the crowd <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah it was you know yeah there was all those educational and I'm sure I did but it's it made it's probably those things that. You know, I don't remember anything from that age. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, if only the Dark Crystal or the Labyrinth could continue to exist, which should? Oh, an either or? Yeah. Are you saying... Let me get this clear. Are you saying one of them is, is completely wiped from existence? Erased. Or are you saying... Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you meant one of them is going to continue and one's not. Um, that's tough. Because I think Dark Crystal is more impressive, mm-hmm. but Labyrinth is maybe a little bit more of a fun watch. Okay. Um, hmm. Are you a David Bowie fan? <laughs> Not really, honestly. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might... That is hard. What are you doing to me? <laughs> <laughs> I like to ask some cruel questions and talk about know. Jim I, Henson. I feel like maybe I'd go Dark Crystal just because I just... It, visually, it's so cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, and I have more. I feel like I had. Well, it's older, so you know, it was around longer. So I have, but I remember actually vaguely remember seeing that in the theater. Right, you and have everything, like and, more of an emotional connection. Yeah, I think I think I have a memory of that movie making me cry in the theater because it's, <laughs> it's pretty intense for kids. Like it, yeah. it's not really a kids movie. <laughs> everything does go pretty pretty wrong toward the end, right? Yeah, well, the it's just, they're, they're kind of, the Skeksis are kind of terrifying. The Skeksis are really terrifying, <laughs> and the only, the only creatures that look even vaguely like Sesame Street Muppet Show Muppets are those little creatures that they suck the essence out of, right? The little pod guys? Um, do you remember those guys, or am I just, like, inserting weird images into my head <laughs> and claiming they're from the I, Dark Crystal? I, oh, I think I know what you're referring to, yeah. Again, this is, this is one of those memories that... Certain things yeah. just going. I haven't oh, seen yeah. The Dark Crystal in years, but yeah. it stuck in my head because my mother latched onto that image of the Skeksis sucking the energy, uh-huh. and she would use that all the time, but she 
to describe how tired she was, <laughs> but she couldn't say Skeksy. So she's like, I just feel like my energy is being drained by a Skeksy. <laughs> For fuck's sake, Mom. <laughs> so I actually learned more from the Dark Crystal uh, than Sesame Street. But I learned it about my mom. Uh, yeah. If you could have a drink with Jim Henson and you could only ask him about like one topic, what would you want to ask Jim Henson about? Man, I didn't know I was going to have to think this hard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, gosh. I don't Just, I guess, like, uh, I think a, another admirable thing about him is that he just wanted to continue doing things and doing all types of different things. So, like, The Muppet Show was huge. Right. And he just stopped it. To make the movies... Yeah, he wanted to, like, I think, uh, started, it may have been around that time that he started working on Dark Crystal, or maybe it was already underway. Okay. I'm not sure totally of the timeline. But, yeah, he wanted to just do other projects. Wow. It was, like, the biggest show in the world. And he was like, yeah, we did five years. I'm good. I want to do some other stuff now. That's amazing. And I didn't I realize just, that. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. Like, I make maybe, like, <laughs> where do you get the balls? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just like, but that it is. It's a, it's a, that's a ballsy move, and uh, and just you know, like, were was that terrifying, or were you just like, were you actually like, was it that easy? Were you just like, yeah, yeah, we'll move on. That's a that is a great answer, and just a like a great picture of like a little scene in my mind of Jim Henson is sitting at the bar, <laughs> and you sit down and slide him his whiskey, take a sip of yours, and then just say, where do you get the balls to cancel the Muppet Show? <laughs> And then he would. So, so do you think it was? Do you think of it as bravery, or do you think of it as just like a, a a true and deep desire to continue pursuing different things? Um, I mean, me personally, I see it as as both. But I think to him, it was more just wanting to do more things. Yeah. Um. Because yeah, apparently he was a. a just workaholic like he just never really stopped never stopped thinking um just like apparently always carried around a a a pad with him and there's actually that's like there's even a web page that uh posts a lot of these things from like his journal some of the books that are out there like post this where he would just write either what happened in his day it'd be like a mix of like things that he did or things that were coming up um and just him talking about you know, ideas for these new projects and he's going to meet with this guy, he's going to meet this guy and then they'd be mixed with like sketches of ideas for characters cool. and all that, yeah. Yeah, that that is uh, that is a tribute to if he didn't want to bother anyone but was still massively successful in entertainment mm-hmm. that just that constant work and hustle yeah. goes a long way. That's really cool. Um, so, same question but with a Muppet. If you could sit and have a drink with any <laughs> Muppet... <laughs> Which Muppet would you want to have a drink with, and what would you want to chat with them about? Hmm. Well, <laughs> I've actually met Animal and Gonzo. You have? I have. Well, tell me about that. Um, I am friends with the guys in OK Go. Okay. And they did that video a few years ago where they covered the Muppet Show theme. Right. And basically, when I found out that was happening, I'm pretty close with Dan, their drummer, and I basically just begged him to let me come <laughs> to the shoot. And uh, it was easy, though. He was like, oh, yeah, totally. He's like, you have to come, because he knows how I feel about them. <laughs> and uh, and he even like 
told uh, the the a couple of the puppeteers beforehand. Apparently, like my buddy's coming and he's like a super fan and all this. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, it was it was they you know couldn't have <laughs> well. I'm referring to the puppeteers, but the yes. puppets were also nice. So did <laughs> did, did they uh, did they speak to you as Muppets? Yes, they did. <laughs> was, was that requested, or did they just, no, just auto-greet you that way? They just do it. And it was crazy. Because, well, first he introduced me to Dave Goles, who is Gonzo. Okay. Um, and he's and that was, like, extra cool, because he's one of, like, the only original guys still doing it. Oh, wow. Um, so that was really cool. And actually, initially, when he introduced me, I didn't realize that's who I was talking to. He was like, this is Dave, and he's talking, and then, um, and then he follows it up, he's like, yeah, he does guns. I was like, oh, you're Dave Goals. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you really are a fan. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, all right, well, come on, let's go get some pictures for you. I was like, okay. And I just followed him, and he went into the other room, opened this giant cabinet, and just like, all the Muppets were in this cabinet. Really? Just like, hanging on these little things. And then he grabs Gonzo. Puts him on his arm and just Gonzo starts talking to me, <laughs> and it was incredible. <laughs> what did What did Gonzo have to say? Uh, immediately, it was just so strange because, like, you know, it's one thing to it's already cool seeing it just kind of like hanging there, yeah. But like, it really it sounds like cliche and stupid, but literally, like, as soon as it went, it just came to life, and right. you're like, and there's the voice, and he's looking right at me. He's like, "You must be Tony." <laughs> I can't do a Gonzo voice. I'm not gonna try. But, uh, <laughs> I was like. Yeah, I, I felt like I was just, I felt stupid, because yeah. I was just, <laughs> like, like, giddy, and I didn't really know, I was like, yeah, I didn't know what else to say, I was like, yep, I'm Tony, <laughs> and right? Just, and it was just, super. I, I don't even remember, like, it was, like, one of those things I was just so, so giddy, and he's being, like, so nice doing this for me, and Gonzo's talking to me, and I'm just smiling like an idiot. So do you just make eye contact with Gonzo, or do you switch back and forth between Dave and Gonzo? <laughs> That's the weird part, <laughs> because, yeah, I think I was doing a little bit of both, but he, but, yeah, the, like, the puppeteer does sort of, like, disappear in a way. Yeah. Like, even though you, he's right there, and he's not, like, trying to be, like, a ventriloquist or anything, but it's just, like... There's that character that I've seen all my life. Yeah. That's right there, and he's talking to me. And Yeah, I think I'd be very torn between wanting to relish the moment and then having the normal instincts of, like, okay, well, Gonzo meets people all the time, mm-hmm. so I don't want to be a bore, so I'll ask Gonzo something about his life. But then yeah. <laughs> you're standing there in front of the puppeteer <laughs> asking yeah. Gonzo about his day and what he had for breakfast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's strange. But, yeah, that's one of those days that I... Uh, <laughs> I will admit that night I had trouble sleeping. <laughs> I was that excited about it. Okay, you're my excited. Day. It wasn't a nightmare. <laughs> no. Gonzo's coming for me. <laughs> but yeah, that is in the animal that same day as well. Okay. But, and then uh is the who runs Animal these days? Who operates uh, Animal? It's his name is Eric Jacobson. Okay. And he has taken over almost I almost all of Frank Oz's characters. Okay. Uh I think like he like doesn't do Cookie Monster because he also they, like a lot of those guys still do both even okay. though Disney's Muppets now and Sesame Street's a separate thing. Yeah, but I think a lot of those guys still do both. So he does pretty much all of Frank's characters except for Cookie Monster, as far as I know. Okay. Um, but yeah, and he's I think he's been doing it for a while, but uh, you know, definitely much younger than the other guys. Yeah, and um, yeah. And like he was this, you know, same kind of thing where like Dan introduced me to him, and then 
He's like, all right, well, let's. He's like, let's go find him. <laughs> and he like, literally went on this quest and came back with Animal. And uh, yeah, same kind of thing. I, I think I, I had to tell Animal that I was also a drummer. And then his eyes got real big. Like, drummer? <laughs> <laughs> so you actually had something to chat with. Yeah, a little about. bit. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so back to the original question. So you met the Muppets. Yeah. But imagine that you've already been drinking for a little while. <laughs> You're hammered enough to just kind of forget that there's another human being under the table and there's a Muppet in front of you with a drink. Would you want to try to have a conversation with the animal? <laughs> no, I don't think... I feel like I would maybe gravitate towards Fozzie. Ah. I'm actually... I'm, uh, I'm a little... I saw Fozzie. I got to see, <laughs> see Fozzie in action that day, but I didn't, okay. get, to, I didn't get to meet him. You didn't, you didn't chat with him? Uh, no. But I feel like uh, I feel like we could connect. I think we're 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 both fans of bad dad jokes. <laughs> so I think I think we'd do all right. So you would get hammered with Fozzie. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Sure. Bad dad jokes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. And see if Fozzie would work blue at all. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. That'd be great. If he had, like, a really bad dad sort of <laughs> joke, but it's about dicks. <laughs> waka, waka, waka. Cox. <laughs> uh, this is a weird question. Uh, would the Twilight films have been better if Jim Henson were involved with them? <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like it's just got to be, right? I do. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess so. I I mean, but at the same time, you know, he would have been seventy something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Might have just been a lost cause. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't want to say ill things towards Twilight. Apparently, the the author of Twilight was a fan of of Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I've never read the books. I've never seen the movies. I'm sure they're fine. I just know that they're not for me. Right. Right. <laughs> so they might have been. They're perfectly good the way they are, but they might have been better. I think so. If yeah. your your personal hero uh, was involved, part of the reason I I, I like asking dumb questions, but uh, part of that it also just seems like Jim Henson. Part of Jim Henson's career before he had the Muppet Show in particular, was just sort of like to flip through other people's projects mm. and make them better. And it just sort of fascinating to me how much, uh, like, Sesame Street just isn't Sesame Street without Jim Henson. Yeah. Like, it's, it, it seems like he, he has a hard, had a hard time touching something without kind of making it his own thing. Right. So it's fun for me to imagine something like Twilight. <laughs> he was like, yeah. how can I make this? How can I put my stamp on this? <laughs> uh so do you think it was? Do you think it is good to be as obsessive as he was about his work? Do you uh, aspire to work that hard? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's super admirable because um, that's it is. It's not an easy thing to do. As I'm learning now that I'm, uh, you know, I am kind of somewhat living in the real world now, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, there are things that I have been trying to work on and have been working on, but sometimes I could definitely be better about spending more time with these things and making myself, you know, not, not, uh, you know, giving, giving in to the TV so quickly <laughs> and, and stuff like that, you know? So I, yeah, I think that's, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's very, it's very inspiring. Like any, any of those guys, like, I mean, Obviously, he's the peak for me, but right. like all, you know, 
same thing with the majority that like Frank Oz and like and Carol Spinney who does Big Bird still. Wow. He's been doing it for 45 years now. Wow. He's 80 years old. I had no idea. Yeah. It was still I the got same to, person. I got to meet him recently and Oscar recently. <laughs> they were on they were on my podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh did they bring the Muppets or uh they well Oscar he had Oscar with him. oh wow they didn't actually come to my house okay I, I went to them but um, <laughs> but that was cool because there's actually a uh, documentary coming out about Carol Spinney called oh, I cool. Am Big Bird and uh, I'll try and make this brief no, no. Uh, take your time <laughs> they, uh, the guys who made the movie uh, a couple years ago were doing a Kickstarter for it and I found out about it and I donated to it and I tried to. After I donated, I tried to play the... I was still in the band at the time. Okay. I, I was like, I'm going to try... Sometimes the band card works in my favor. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to just try and play this a little bit. And so I, I messaged them, I think just through Twitter or something. and Because and, uh, I think I think after I, I posted, like I donated this, you know, yeah. when you see those donations to Kickstarter. So I posted that and then they started following me. So I think I DM'd them and, and said who I was. I was like, I play in this moderately successful band and if there's somehow anything i can do to help with right. this i'd be happy to because i love the idea of this and they almost immediately wrote back and said that they knew who i was oh cool and uh and then they said next time you're in new york we should set up an interview and i was like okay and i didn't actually really think it would happen <laughs> and a few months later we were in new york and they came out to the show and filmed an interview for me and then even like that, I was like, all right, this is cool, but th- they won't use this. Yeah. Uh, I technically am in the movie for about five seconds. <laughs> I'll take it. I haven't been in a awesome. movie before. <laughs> Do you have, have you seen the clip? Do you know what you're doing for five seconds? Yeah. I, I got, they actually, it's doing film festivals right now. Okay. And it was here a couple months ago and I got to see the movie. Uh, and it's great. Awesome. Uh, and that's, so that was how I got to meet Carol and do okay. the podcast with him and everything. But, uh. Uh, yeah, I just basically, they just like use a quick quote from me, um, just kind of talking about how everybody knows who Big Bird is, Okay, and, you know, something, something along those lines. And, uh, but no, it was, it was very exciting cause it, I follow Frank Oz. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And now why, why is Frank Oz not actively doing them up? Is that just a choice? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think he, uh, just wanted to... Because he directs and stuff. Now. Yeah. Well, he had been for a long time, but I think he kind of just more wanted to focus on that. And, you know, he's pretty old now, too. Yeah. And he's in his 70s, and um, I'm sure keeping your arm high <laughs> up in the air doesn't feel so great on, yes. uh, on you as you get older. Probably. Uh, I'm old enough to not... <laughs> I think when I was about 22, I no longer wanted to put my arms up. <laughs> That's probably just me being lazy. Uh, if Jim Henson or the current Muppet Studios... Uh, made a Muppet based on you, what would you want the Muppet to be like? Hmm. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm, it's going to end up being somewhere in the middle of, of Animal and Fozzie, I guess. <laughs> <'Cause> I, <laughs> so I feel like 
drums and bad jokes. That's, <laughs> that's about that's about all I got going on. I think. <laughs> so I think it'd be, so. You'd be like a little muppet who has a little snare attached at all times, so you can always do your own rim shots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, we did that on tour a couple years ago. We did we filmed a dumb thing where I was. We like we faked it to look like I was gonna do stand up at one of our shows, but we we taped it before the show to an empty room and then like added shots of the audience in later, but made the audio still just completely silent. So all the <laughs> jokes were fine because they were all just intentionally awful. And after I would say one and just get no reaction, I would sit down and give myself a room shot. <laughs> Very stupid. No, that is uh, is somebody who does comedy and has played the drums. That's a that's a dream come true. I would Thanks. love to see the Muppet. His just name could be Rimshot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He'd be great. I think the new movies uh, with the inclusion of Walter have just kind of opened up the world of fantasizing about sort of fan fiction Muppets becoming reality. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, well, if Walter can exist, yeah. we can all become new Muppets. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious what they're where they're going to head with the franchise now because I don't think that last movie really did very well. No, it appeared to do like frighteningly poorly, yeah. even though I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, that kind of terrifies me. Yeah, because uh, yeah, I remember they they said it was a, a very very lackluster opening weekend, and I know I saw it opening weekend, and the theater was pretty empty. Yeah, which is I, yeah, it made me kind of sad. Yeah, I saw it at the El Capitan. Uh, oh, did you? I wanted LA. to go. Yeah. I went to that for the the last one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I had never been there before, so that was that was a fun surprise. And people listening don't know it. It's Disney owned, so they do this. They do all sorts of shtick before mm-hmm. the show, like a kind of ridiculous, almost Muppet show amount of build up of yeah. like a bunch of opening acts, and they had Kermit and mm-hmm. Miss Piggy on stage doing shtick. And, yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, and it, it was it was pretty full, but was it? Yeah. 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 I just saw it in like a random small theater. And yeah. It was not very full. I don't think Muppet Babies will come back. That's <laughs> that's my only prediction and hope for the Muppet franchise. Do you know who voiced Kermit on a lot of Muppet Babies? Uh, Henry Winkler. <laughs> Random I like, guess. I like the guess. <laughs> no, I don't. Dave Coulier. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and uh, Howie Mandel also. He may have... Was he... I'm not sure. He, he may have been Kermit when it wasn't. David, or he might have been Animal. But Howie Mandel also did voices okay. at some point. Wow. How did you feel about Muppet Babies when it was on? Uh, when it was on, I definitely watched the shit out of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Paxton. I watched the shit out of the Muppet Babies. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, rem- I remember when I found out, like it ha- when it hadn't started yet, and they yeah. like started showing commercials saying it was coming soon, being so excited. Because, one, I loved the Muppets, and then, mm-hmm. like, as a five or six year old, whatever I was yeah. at the time, uh, like the the Muppet Babies part of Muppets Take Manhattan, yeah, was like my favorite. And okay, so, so I was like, oh, they're gonna make a show of that. Yes, <laughs> the best of the Muppets. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I ask people uh, these questions about how obsessed they are. It's it, there's no right or wrong answer. I just uh, like when I string all the podcasts together to get a sense of where different people are at with their level of obsessions. All right. Uh, so do you think about Jim Henson every day? <laughs> Maybe not every day, but <laughs> probably most days. Yeah. yeah. It would be pretty hard to be in the room where you record your <laughs> That's true. Your, so, yeah, maybe podcast, I do every day. Right? <laughs> do you go in that room every day? 
Probably, yeah. Uh, then I, then I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is an impressive room. There's much Star Wars and Muppet memorabilia. Uh, would you watch the Muppet movie with Hitler? Um, I'm going to go with no. I'm going to keep my distance from a laid off. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. Uh, would you read Grover Yoda slash fiction? I've never... I don't think I've ever read like you talk like fan fiction kind of stuff or just Sexy like time slash fiction <laughs> yeah that's i don't <laughs> i don't get that whole trend <laughs> even even like the stuff that's supposed or maybe it's all supposed to be funny i just i don't know there's something about it, like i don't know it, it does, doesn't 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 do it for me yeah. like i don't i don't uh i don't Maybe I haven't given it a fair chance, but I feel like I'm not going to laugh. I think that's generous of you. I think that you, I like that you generally have the same attitude toward Twilight and slash fiction. I'm like, I'm, it's fine that it's out there. I'm yeah. sure it's good. It's probably not for me. Uh, could you send a child to college on the money you've spent on Jim Henson-related products? Uh, may, probably not college, but... Uh, <laughs> community college <laughs> <laughs> that seems appropriate uh would you skip a friend's wedding to watch a lost jim henson creation mm. <laughs> i mean i would want to but probably deep down i would you know unless they're like more of an acquaintance <laughs> unless it, unless it was one of those like why did they invite me Right. So it was one of the, it's like, why am I even invited? To right. If, you, if you're already yeah. looking for your way out, yeah, then it's no problem. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, if Adam Sandler made a Muppet movie, would you go see it? <laughs> I probably would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you seem, in general, with your Muppets uh, and Jim Henson uh, love, that you are pretty open to. You don't seem like a super super critical person. Like you, like you ha- might I have try your opinions, not to be. but that you don't seem like. Like, your level of knowledge and love of Star Wars and Muppets is, like, to me, I would put that on, like, the extreme geekometer where, like, you know a lot. You've invested yeah. time. It, it has affected you. Yeah. And for a lot of the people I know who have that level of geekdom, it comes with this, you know, pushing oh, yeah. the glasses up, pedantic, angry, how dare they fucking do that? That's not the way that animal moves his neck, you bastards. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I try to stay positive with those things. <laughs> you know, there, there might be things that bug me. Like I mean I I was a I was a prequel denier for a long time. <laughs> like didn't want to admit that there was a lot of bad stuff going on that I didn't like. So you did you not want to admit that the prequels existed or were no, you no, an no, apologist? I mean, like like yeah, you were I trying was, to say like eh it wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was one of those. <laughs> yeah. Uh I yeah. still I still saw each of them in the theater several times. Uh, you were not alone. I yeah. saw them all in the theater multiple times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did not try to apologize for the content of the films, but I said many, many times over a beer that well, if you read the novelizations, it actually fills in a lot of the information <laughs> and makes it a lot better. Right. Yeah, I, I, I you know, there were there were still, even in, the, in that first one, there were lots of moments that... that I did enjoy, but then there was a lot of... I remember the big... Even though, like, Jar Jar was annoying, as we all know. Yeah. I think the, the big... The Miss Piggy of Phantom <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think the big, the big like, sink, sinking in my seat moment for me was the uh, the two-headed announcer. Yes. The 
Yes. That, yes. That, that, I don't, that really, really bothered me. It was just, I mean, again, Jar Jar, super cheesy. But, like, yeah. there was just something just ridiculously cheesy about that. I me. think it was, to me, the utter violation of the a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That two-headed <laughs> announcer took away any fragile illusion left <laughs> that we were watching something that mysterious and ancient that happened right. a long time ago right. in a different place. It took away anything mythic right. and just made it sort of like there, yeah. a ridiculous parody of something that didn't need to be parodied. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like... <laughs> get back to the Muppets. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. It's me. It's me. It's my problem. I have a Star Wars problem. Uh, it seems to me like that you have that same kind of love of the Muppets that I, that I think we both share of Star Wars of like... Mm-hmm. I will go see any horrible violation of it. Yeah. Give it a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Try to make it work. Yeah. And I mean, and even when I don't love them, I'll still watch them multiple times. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, before we started, I was saying how I, I need to give that newest one another chance because I, I enjoyed it, but I yeah. remember being a little underwhelmed. But I, I do want to give it, like, I, actually, the other day I was at Target and I saw it and I was like, should I just buy this? <laughs> <laughs> so it's coming. Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'm, I'm sure I will own it sooner than later, and uh, and I'll probably end up just coming around on it and being like, "All right, yeah, it's you know, good. it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. <laughs> awesome." Uh, if you could not watch any Jim Henson creation without first being punched in the balls, would you still watch Jim Henson stuff? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> you know, that, that pain's only temporary. <laughs> I don't want that void in my life. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to live in fear. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it'll make me a stronger man. <laughs> you want to be brave like Jim yeah, Henson. Exactly. <laughs> I have the balls to get punched in the balls. Well, I, I like, I think, you know, th- these are not qualitative questions. I'm not making judgments, but <laughs> I'm really impressed that you just said no to Hitler and yes to ball punching. Well, you know, I think, I think there, there's certainly a lesser of two evils there. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, and I've been asking people to make a noise to sum up their love of their topic. So your, your obsession is Jim Henson, but you've also got the oeuvre of the Muppets to work with. Is there a noise that you can make to sum up your love of Jim Henson? Well, I think my gut just has to go to, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Tried to get the arms in there. The listener couldn't hear that. Uh, I, think, I think they could. I don't think you can quite make your voice do that without yeah. that, yeah. some part of your body shaking back and forth in an excited way. Uh, cool. Uh, so here are our final questions. Uh, if you could freeze time and no one else could see what you were doing, what might you want to do in that frozen time? Just in general. This is not Muppet really. No. This is just in general. Hmm. This is a dumb answer. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> My favorite kind. I mean, it's not like, God, that's stupid. It's more just like <laughs> it feels dumb to say out loud, I okay. guess. Uh, I, I feel like... I I might sing <laughs> because I I I kind of enjoy singing, but I'm very paranoid about it around okay. people. Right. Well, I mean, but you you music is a huge part of your life, and you've been yeah. around singing. So are yeah, did you, and I, you didn't ever sing in the band. Oh no, I did. Okay. I, I, I I did, but I don't know. Like that setting is completely different. Right. You know, like you're. That's why I'm there, and like I don't know. I I become. Uh, yeah, these are all these things I feel stupid saying out loud. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like I'm one of those people that it, there's almost 
this is a, a strong. I'm putting this a little too strongly, but okay. like, I if I'm not performing, I'm not real big on lots of attention. Okay, but if I'm like on stage for a purpose and stuff, like I really enjoy that. It is yeah. kind of like a big like high for me. But uh, and so like you know singing in that in like that setting or something, right? Is, is, so the idea of just like kind of singing around the house or like humming to yourself as you yeah. walk down the street. Right. Uh, yeah, because, like, you, you know, I'll do it at home. Well, and I record and I throw in little, like, dumb songs on my podcast. Okay. And, like, I like doing that, but, like, I, even sometimes when I'm home alone, I still am, like, super self-conscious about it. <laughs> like, because I hate doing it if my girlfriend's home. Okay. Uh, even though she doesn't care and she likes it even. Yeah. But I just, like, I don't know. It just makes me feel really weird and self-conscious. No, I, I, that makes total sense to me. Yeah. So, and I really like the mental picture of you just, like, walking down the street. <laughs> you hit pause on time and just start singing Rainbow Connection at the top of your lungs. I actually, I did this just last night. Uh, or whatever it was. It doesn't matter. Uh, started to correct myself and then realized it doesn't matter what it was. Um... <laughs> I have had the time, several occasions where, uh, you know, as we many of us do, get in the car and like maybe sing along to something that's yeah. playing. And I will often check my back seat, not because I'm worried about getting murdered, it's because I'm worried that murderer might hear me singing. <laughs> that is very telling. I gotta do the old murder singing check before I drive away. Uh, if you were a sandwich, what kind of sandwich would you want to be? I'm going to go with something terrible <laughs> so that I don't get eaten. <laughs> nice. I mean, so. So like uh, Quiznos? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Quiznos is not going to be happy when they listen to this. <laughs> no, they're going to pull their non-existent sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess uh, we'll... we'll We'll go the Spinal Tap route. A shark sandwich or a shit sandwich? <laughs> a shark and shit sandwich. No one would approach that. Nope. Sounds good. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, in the final question for everyone on the podcast, what is happiness? Ooh. That's something I'm trying to figure out myself. Uh, I mean, I got to assume that... Uh, you know, it seems like Jim Henson is a guy that seemed to, to have it. And I think it's it's doing what you want to do and, and what makes you happy, obviously. But, uh, you know, if you're doing something, you know, there's that quote that everyone has heard a bit of just people saying, like, if you, if you do something you enjoy, you'll never work a day in your life. And, like, so I feel like if you achieve that, it's got to be a pretty happy feeling yeah and uh so i that's something i'm striving for and trying to figure out is like how can i get to that point where you know it's it's not just success or anything but if you enjoy doing it right surround yourself with people you enjoy being around like that's got to be pretty good i would assume yeah (laughs) i mean i'm I'm partially there i got a ways (laughs) to go but you know I think we all have a partial happiness. Yeah, I, would, I hope so. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. That is our podcast. Thank you. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Obsessed. 
Here we are at the end of the podcast, and I have some plugging to do. Uh, it's been a while uh, since we've put out an obsessed episode. I've gotten busy with a bunch of other stuff. Uh, I am working on a new show here in Los Angeles called Hot Comedy Dreamtime, and the show is all about fulfilling people's comedy fantasies. So I get uh, guest actors and comedians, and I ask them what role they've always wanted to play, and then I write a little script for them, and we perform it. And the next time we're doing this is on Monday, October 20th at the Complex on Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood, California. So if you're in the Los Angeles area, check that out. You can find out all of the information about that at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And if you'd like to see more Obsessed episodes come out more frequently, more regularly, one way to help out with that is by supporting me on Patreon.com. Patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw is where you can find all the info. Uh, but basically, it's old school funding. You guys support me, and I do uh, fun artistic type shit. Artistic type shit for money. That's basically what it is. Uh, and as your reward for listening to this plug, uh, I am going to attempt... To say yay like Kermit without it being creepy. Here we go. Yeah! I can't do it. I'm a creepy person.